Say burn it down. very first podcast, Float Your Boat. My name's George Sabados and... I'm Brett Pattinson and we're here to tell you about our great idea. Yeah, so what's the idea, Brett? The idea is to bring people into the studio or into your lives out there in podcast land and let them tell you about their stories. Yeah, all their all their successes, their failures, their, um, their pure luck, if you believe in that. Their and- bullshit. And some of the bullshit they've had to put up with. Exactly. Well, and maybe some of the bullshit they've done themselves. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, I guess for anyone out there listening, they'd probably want to know, like, how did we uh, come up with this idea or why, why we're here? Like, uh, what, what is the reason that we are doing this? Well, it, it all started, really, didn't it, when we <coughs> used to... Um, George and I met. I'll, I'll do a little story. Once upon a time. <laughs> oh, here we go. Once upon a time. This could go on forever, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'll just, uh, just hang on. I'm, I've just pull out, pulled out my pillow. <laughs> uh, George and I met at uh, the Bondi Surf Club, the oldest surf club in Australia, and uh, his daughter and my son were in, uh, for you people overseas, in a program called the Nippers Program, which teaches kids how to be... Uh, uh, surf smart, beach smart, uh, and become lifesavers eventually. Mm. And uh, George and I used to talk shit on the beach and um, got to know each other. And both of us are, have either been in small business or have started and sold small businesses or had that entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, over the years, we've spent many hours talking about stuff. Well, we, we quickly became a couple of soulmates. I mean, I think uh, I think you um, you uh, saved me from possibly slashing my wrists uh, many many a time, or wa- walking up and down the beaches talking about you know all the trials and tribulations of um, that I was going through in my business. Um, and you know, everyone everyone wants to succeed, but it's uh, often a long and hard journey. 
and it has a, a bucket load of potholes along the way. And um, you know, there, there's um, I'm not a, I'm not afraid to admit it. There was many a time I wasn't uh, in a good headspace, and uh, you certainly helped me along the way. And in some ways, that's why we're doing what we're doing because um, I know I, I wasn't alone. Um, you had. You had um, times in your life where you went through similar experiences. Yep. And, and you know, for those people out there that, that uh, you know, are trying to be successful in any endeavor, I guess there's going to be moments, long moments for some, that um, are just going to be as, as um, you know, grim and, and possibly dark where they cannot see um, the light at the end of the tunnel. And I guess uh, for those people where... That's the reason why we're sharing the stories of all our connections and all the people we know who, in their own way, have succeeded in, in different fields and endeavours. But um, if there's a common thread, they've all had long, hard roads before they achieve this so-called success. Yeah, I think, uh, and hence the name Float Your Boat, what we both came to in our many conversations was that both of us wanted to get to a a point in our lives, our business careers, yeah. um, and our personal lives, uh, and try and find what floats our boat, yeah. what makes you happy. Um, many people start businesses thinking that they're going to be instantly happy, that they're free from the shackles of the corporate world or free from the shackles of a boss they don't like, and oftentimes they find themselves deep in shit in a small business and not enjoying it at all. Mm, mm. And and you and we we also I guess through our journeys have have had many mentors. We've both had many consultants, many um podcasts, <clears throat> many so many different people telling you how so it's so easy to do this. They're yeah, often often confusing, isn't it? Like yeah, so, it's confusing. sometimes, uh, sometimes you know you 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 listen to so many people around you that you forget the one one important thing, and that's what your gut's telling you. Mm. And uh, you know, people, uh, I certainly it was an experience for me that I had to learn, and that is to trust my instinct, and um, you know, just trust that. Even though I'm in an in a venture or in an area that I've never been back, been at before, that trust your instinct that you 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 know what your gut's telling you, you know which way to go, you know that eighty um, percent of the time you'll you'll if you listen to your gut you'll you'll um, you'll actually pull it off, you'll do well. And oftentimes, um, oftentimes you find yourself from failure rising up. To find success. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we're we're all individuals. The the makeup of who we are uh, comes from all the experiences that we've had. And uh, you know, I think uh, I often tell I often tell my my girls and uh, anyone who's prepared to listen, I tell them that uh, you know I've I've had more learnings from failures than I've ever had from the good times. Well, you you well know that my last I've had successes in business and I've had. Yeah. Some failures and my yeah. last, I wouldn't say failure, but my last experience with uh, a bad business partner, mm. et cetera, et cetera, was the best thing that's ever happened to me, as you know. Yeah. Because yeah. I've reached a new happy place and I've, to some degree, found what floats my boat. Mm. And we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, in one of our um, very near uh, podcasts, we'll be 
we'll be exploring that a little bit more. So you'll be able to share your story even further. But, yeah. um, you know, like the name suggests, float your boat. It's about fun. It's you about know, it's happiness. about it's what it's about whatever floats your boat. You know, for some old rockers, I know it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But yeah. uh, you know, we we'll get to we we'll get to share those stories too with some old rockers. Um, but I think right now, maybe the people should learn a little bit about us. Both yeah, us. like why are we like who we are, like what we do, yeah. and why and and basically why we like to um, you know turn our hand to podcasting. I thought we could set, uh, set some rules too, George, for oh, yeah. you and I. Because, rules, you know. Well, oh, I, you, so know, I don't play, when you, you know, I don't like to rules. play by the rules. I'm not very good with authority, <laughs> but I do oh. think because you and I talk pretty openly and freely, we should first of all have a swear jar in here, and every time one of us drops a swear word, we yes. should throw a gold coin into a jar. Yes. And when it's full, yes, which will probably be after one podcast, yes. um, we can we'll donate that money to a good. All charity. right. Well, we'll have to decide on on how flexible we can be with those rules because um, at the end of the day, you know, I've I've had presentations that I've put on in America, and the word bloody doesn't mean anything in Australia, but it it uh, means a lot to uh, a lot of Americans. I, I found out so. You know, well, okay, so we'll make the rules as we I go. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and let's do that. Because, for instance, you have one of your brands is called Mongrel Joe's. Mm. So, mongrel in America isn't a particularly good word either. Apparently and, not. But, but to us, being Aussies, um, mongrel's actually a good word. Absolutely, it's a good word. I mean, I, I love it. I love it when I go see my kids play um, play sport, and um, you know, occasionally someone shouts out, "You know, show a bit of mongrel." Like yeah, it yeah, just yeah. It, it, so, it so epitomizes Australia, and uh, you know that that just that never give up, do or die attitude. And so yeah, uh, but I know the Americans don't view it that way. So yeah. to all you Americans out there, we promise to go easy on you. you you'll get used to us. I mean, I you know, I've I've spent many to- uh, a lot of time, uh, as you know, in America with one of my businesses. We had an office in New York, and um, we did a lot of trade fairs. And I've 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 spent many a time with different colleagues in America, and they got used to me after a while. It took a lot because I'm a little bit irreverent. But and how many beers? We usually a lot of beers, and, and I guess that's another thing that will come up from time to time in our podcast, our favourite beers and things like that. Oh, we'll definitely talk about them. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we will explore whatever floats people's boats, so yeah, it, and, and whatever guess, it might yeah. be. And I guess getting people in for interviews, um, because of our varied backgrounds, mm. we're, going, we're going to be interviewing people from from rock and roll to everyday small business people um, and back again. To big business people. To big business people. and Politicians, we'll have them all in here. We'll have everybody in here, all in this tiny little studio. <laughs> It'll be pretty jam-packed in here, but we'll have lots of fun. I don't think you'll be able to wear your kilt like you're doing right now. No. Okay. Yeah. What's it's... worn under my kilt? Nothing. <laughs> it's all in perfect working order. <laughs> oh, God. There's <laughs> an oldie, but a goodie. And you'll get dad jokes, as you just heard. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, George, I thought... It might be a good idea if, as you said, if we we tell the, our potential listeners, 
at the moment zero, but we're going to work our way up. <laughs> There's um, only one way to go. Well, actually, that's that's not that's not true. That's not strictly true. We can close the doors and walk away forever. This could be one of our big failures. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, it take a lot of key learnings from it. Well, we're going to have fun <laughs> along the way anyway. So I thought it might be a good idea if we talk about um, our background briefly. So well, would you like to start? No, I want to hear your story. My story? Let's hear the George Sabados story. I don't know how far back you want to go. No, oh, well, look, I, I, I was a son of, um, son of Greek parents, uh, migrant parents, uh, in a uh, first, genera- first generation Aussie. Pretty much spent most of my life in in shops, varied varied shops. You know, uh, everything from delicatessens to milk bars, takeaways, um, coffee lounges, sam- um, sandwich shops. And um, you know, the interesting thing about uh, growing up in that environment. I mean, it's my I have a sister, and the two of us growing up in the same environment, being stimul- stimulated by the same um, same conditions. She took away from that that you know. Business, the business world is very risky and uh, needed to find a job and, and have security and certainty in her day. I, on the other hand, developed this this love for days that were hectic. I mean, obviously, there was a, there's, a, there's a limit to what anyone can tolerate. So within my limits, limits um, I enjoyed that kind of frenetic day where you lived and died by your own, your own actions. Yeah. And it, um, it certainly... It certainly, without me realising it, um, you know, put me in a in a frame of mind that when I went to university and um, and then started looking for jobs, I realised that I wasn't really employable. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know that of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bloody hopeless. Oh, oops, is that is that? Uh, yep. It, how much? It's, it's a gold coin. Whichever a gold one coin. You like. oh. God, I, no one carries money around anymore. Yeah, I don't well, have any coins on me. Okay, uh, well, we'll 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 pay past it then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pay on the way out. Yep. Yeah. So so um so I did uh, a number of things, um, but eventually found my way into into uh, cafes and espresso bars, and from that, uh, I think uh, you know by by the age of thirty one, I had enough of uh, the retail world. I. I was chomping at the bit to do more with my life. You know, I, I reached a point where I just, I was, I was like a caged tiger. You know, I, I just couldn't, couldn't bear being confined to, to a shop anymore. I just wanted to do something and I didn't know what at the time. Um, but I did, I did know I needed to get out and I got out. And uh, coincidentally, I don't know if uh, anyone anyone out there believes in uh, the universe provides, but the day I was going home on my final day in, in an espresso bar, I got a call from a major coffee company to come in and help um, put together a project that uh, they were running. And it was actually a national, national uh, coffee competition. And I was to help out as um, an event manager. What year was that? Can you remember? Yeah, 1998. Roughly. Right. 1998, and at the same time, I realised there was a real need for um, training, training people to better manage and run cafes. Uh, but because coffee was my stick, as you say, like that—that mm-hmm. that was the angle. I set up uh, uh, an independent training centre called the Barista College of Australia. Now, I assumed I assumed I would get 
no one but baristas or people who wanted to learn how to make coffees coming in. But what actually happened is I got a flood of um, either wannabe cafe owners or people who were currently running cafes but didn't know how to run them well. Because at that time, uh, the, 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 the industry was just beginning to bur- uh, grow. It was, it was beginning to grow exponentially, in fact. And people were rushing into buy, buying cafes who had no previous experience. So, yeah, I did some really, really good work there. And, uh, and then I started getting knocks on the door from uh, franchise groups and asking whether I could um, scale that up or scale that, those services up. And, I, and, you know, without knowing, ever having been there before, I, I just said yes anyway. Um, and I thought I'd work it out as I went along, yep. which I which I did do. I and I and I did very well. And from from that, I ended up um, you know saying yes to a lot of projects, like setting up coffee roasteries for franchise chains, and uh, running uh, running quality improvement um, programs for coffee roasters globally. I did a lot of work overseas, in fact. Um, and in the meantime, of course, I was involved with the World Barista Competition and, and the coffee movement per se. And would you believe it, mate? You're sitting next to one of the leading lights of the coffee industry. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Would you like my autograph? Uh, I'll, I'll get it later. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, well, anyway. I, uh, I, I, I sort of did because well, in your office at, 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 um, at Marrickville, you yeah. have many framed photos of you with fairly famous coffee people. Mm. Mm. Um well, that's yeah. that's one of the things that uh, you know. It's it, it's funny how life takes you, but but you know, I I became known as a coffee guy. Yeah. But on the inside, I never never saw myself as a coffee guy. I saw myself as an entrepreneur, someone who could, and a retailer first and foremost, as someone who could help retailers become uh, be more entrepreneurial and turn flagging sales around and and maximize revenue potential and 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 improve profitability and motivate troops and train them and so so I was I always viewed myself more than a coffee guy but certainly in the time since I set up GS roasting uh, which incidentally provides roasted coffee for large wholesale customers um, and you know like franchise chains and multi-store chains in that time People have come to know me as a coffee guy. So for me, for me, one of my key learnings is that I had, um, I should have spent a little bit more time and energy on on PR and marketing, and crafting the kind of image that I uh, of how I saw myself, which I like to call the bullshit factor. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, well, we know we've dealt with enough um, PR and marketing agencies to Bullshit. know that there's well, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the world of business. Uh, you know, well, like one of the things that uh, one of the key, another key learning for me was that uh, people just don't buy a product based on the quality of that product; they buy the brand. Yeah, and they'll accept any product, and you know, bemoan me for many years that there were a lot of people in in uh, in the roasting game that were providing product that really wasn't fit for animals but mm. but because they had strong brands they managed to carry the day and convince people that it was great and i guess i think that still happens in many fields doesn't it oh I, I, it happens everywhere i mean you 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 think of you think of um you think of every profession as being a pyramid mm. you know there are the the base is the widest part of the pyramid, and there are a lot of people along the base, and yet, yet they manage to survive because marketing and PR keeps them going. Um, mm. They manage to, to use your expression, bullshit their way through. Yeah, well, you know, I've 
as you know, I've always thought that, you know, a successful business is a lot of bloody hard work, but uh, added, added in with a bit of luck, right place, right time, and, and, and a sprinkle of bullshit on the top, basically. You know? Yeah, I guess... I, guess that, I mean, that... it's a simplified analogy, but, you know, that's sort of how I see it. Yeah, look, I, I think I think if you have a high... Uh, I, I, I certainly um, can agree with that. I mean, I, I've certainly dealt with a lot of people that were, you know, all smoke and mirrors and empty on the inside and didn't have any substance to them, and they, they yet, yet they succeeded very well because mm. they managed to convince, create critical mass mm. through convincing enough people. Well, I guess that that, that was their, their strength, wasn't it? It was their strength. It was their yeah. key strength. Yeah. And maybe we should have a couple of them on on one of our podcasts and just talk to them about how they managed to get through. Yeah. Um, That's why we're not naming names, right? <laughs> we're not, we're not going to name names. I think everyone will be incognito. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll certainly mask their voice as well. But, yeah, so... so back to your story. Well, back to my story. So currently, currently um, I'm in a bit of a dilemma. I have a business that... that um, that uh, is quite successful in its own right. It's a coffee roasting business, but um, it's in a saturated market. We're a very small market. There are many, many players. Um, and funny enough, I have the the problem of um, marketing and and PR that has to be uh, addressed, which is I didn't give any intention to it, um, but, but now I need to. Mm. Um, and, of course... I'm a I'm a guy that likes to do many many different things. I'm I'm very handy with with um, making things. Um, food, know. especially ladies. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, everyone loves loves good food, bit of drink. You know, getting together with friends, having a laugh, and you know, if 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 I could picture a perfect day for me, it would be to wrap up with you know this this idea of sitting down, breaking bread with my family, and I don't mean just my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. I mean my family of friends and, you know, and contacts. And because, you know, I think if, if there's one thing that Anglo-Saxons tend to do in business, they make it very, a very dry world. And uh, for me, being of European descent, it, it, it needn't be so. Mm. Food and drink, socialising a little bit doesn't do you any harm. So, so to finish off this little sec- section of your story... Mm. Do you know what floats your boat at the moment? Yeah, I certainly do know what floats my boat. Um, I mean, if I reflect upon the last 20 years of my professional life, um, I love helping people succeed. Mm. That's what I love doing. I mean, it, it gives me immense pleasure. It makes me warm and fuzzy on the inside. may not make me much money, but, <laughs> you know... Money, money will come because it's about paying forward. It's about the goodness of, of human beings, you know, working to help each other. And I truly believe that, um, that I'll be rewarded tenfold in some way. It hasn't happened yet, but in some way. <laughs> well, you know, that, well that's, that's, you know, let's face it, that's what uh, part of being involved in the surf club is. Yeah, it's about you know, giving. You know, it's about giving your time and being in a community with a team, with good people, yeah, and teaching kids a great life skill. And that's that's probably why you and I are involved heavily in the surf club. Um, we have our moments there as well, because you know, we, we talk about. I mean, again, it gets back to that same subject of you know people 
being mostly smoke and mirrors and um, not really offering much and uh, and wanting more in return. Um, I think that's uh, a key lesson. There is about being balanced. Yep. And when when you show such outrageous imbalance, it um, it uh, doesn't all go well for for you. And as a person. and hopefully with the people that we're going to interview. Yes. The people out there listening, hopefully listening to our podcast, mm. will will get lots of key learnings from this, and that'll help them in their business or their sporting achievements, or whatever it may be. What we're trying to really do at the yep. end of the day is um, pass on and share some of the great knowledge we've learnt from people we know. Absolutely. I mean, it gets back to what I just said, right? It's about help. I mean, I get warm and fuzzy when I help mm. people, and I know you do too, Brad, yeah, and you're, right. you're about to share your story. But, yeah. uh, you know, in, 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 in that vein, in that vein, I mean, I love, and I know you do, yeah. coming up with ideas. And yeah, I think at the, if we scratch right back down to what you and I love doing most, when we talk, is talking about new ideas and ideas that we can potentially um, pass on to others. And I'm hoping that when we talk to some of the small business people that we may talk, you know, talk with during the the length of our podcasts over the hopefully for many years to come, we'll be able to help some of those small businesses that don't have a voice, that don't have the the bullshit factor, mm. that don't have the money to be out there spending you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing companies. Who may not have the time to even listen to this podcast. Because they're too busy trying to run their little businesses. Yeah. Our hope is that we get those people in front of an audience and that may help them. And if we achieve that, then this podcast's rich already, really. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, You know, I, I know I've... Um uh, one thing I didn't mention is that uh, you know in my days of consulting to the industry, I've I've, I've worked with well over a thousand small business owners, mostly franchisees in the food and beverage game. Mm. But um, if there's one thing that uh, that was overwhelming amongst all of them is that they didn't have time. Mm. Time poor. They were time poor, and they weren't terribly happy either. Well, that's what you find a lot in business. In small, especially those small micro businesses, even home businesses. So you've got uh, a, a husband and wife; they're both working day jobs, and then they might be running a small secondary business at home. So they're really spending a good part of their waking day on trying to keep their family from the breadline, etc. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, from this podcast, we can help them find their happy spot or their their what floats their boat well boy i mean I just just in the just in the time that you and i've been talking we, we i just realized that we've we've got a lot that we've you know a lot we've bitten off yes. a lot to chew yes without chew through i mean there's a lot of subjects that we're going to approach so i i guess that um uh, this podcast will last for a fair fair length of time, I'm hoping. Well, hopefully the, the, the one or two people that are now listening to our podcast <laughs> right now uh, um, will put up with our indulgence on this first podcast yes. trying to explain what, what we're trying to achieve from the podcast. Yeah, look, it, 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 I mean, obviously we'll, um, you know, it'll be uh, the level of entertainment will go uh, up exponentially as we 
as we introduce more and more people. Exactly. Uh, but but uh, you know the key the key here is that uh, we 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 do genuinely want to help people solve a lot of their their um, burning questions. Um, and, uh, you know, another thing I learnt uh, dealing with so many small business owners over the years is that each one thought they had unique problems. (laughs) They don't. They generally don't. Um, there, there are, there are five or six patterns that continue to repeat in most businesses, but because they don't talk to each other, they don't have, you know, sounding boards, they don't have mentors, they don't have groups of like-minded individuals, they can never express their frustrations or their problems and 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 get solutions. Um, so yeah, and, and maybe we can have some way of assisting in that with our uh, links that we'll give you. Yeah. Um, further down the track, that you yeah. could, if you know if you're out there and you need some uh, need some direction, we can maybe help with that. Yeah, because I know the few minutes that we spent that I spent. Um, you know, telling telling the, our listeners about what I've been up to in the last twenty years doesn't go anywhere near what I actually have done, and mm. or, nor does it cover all the connections that I've made over the years with with people that with people who are true experts in their fields and can help others who who might be in problems in in area in sorry having problems that um, they can't seem to solve themselves, and well, we'll, we'll can, certainly well they can't see. Correct. Because they're too busy with their head down and their tail up trying yeah. to, trying to yeah. you know, I always like that analogy of the, um, the graceful swan on the lake. It looks very graceful above the water, but below they're paddling like mad to keep themselves afloat. And that's what most small businesses go through every day. That's right. And, and, and generally, people go yep. through that every day, Correct. not just small businesses, because we don't want to um, limit ourselves to just that. No, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, small business owners are human beings, and we're, we're victims of the emotional highs and lows of, you know, every other individual, you know, as much as anyone. Um, we're human. Mm-hmm. And and that means that there are, um, you know, there's a, there's a, it opens up a, a a whole host of stories that we can share where people can take one nugget that might change their lives, change their world, and float their boat. And that's the whole idea. We're here to help everyone. Mm-hmm. We're here to help those people. Uh, yes, yes we'll, we will be sharing entertaining stories, but we're mostly here to help. Maybe. Some music, maybe, and and, and Do you know if, anyone who's good enough? I think we can find. We can dig up a few old. Old crusties, yeah. I'm sure we can. We can. But enough about me. So now you can, I speak about you. Now you can talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stop there. I don't want to overwhelm our listeners with um, you know my greatness. Yep. What about you, Brett? Um, okay. I don't know where to start with my my story. As you know, it's a pretty checkered one, George. Um, as checkered as that that. As that, my, as that kilt, kilt that I like to wear. <laughs> yes, and you'll unfortunately you can't see me, but uh, well, I'll, I, I think I'll, I'll I like take a, a good kilt. I'll take a I'll take a snappy and put it up on the on the on, on the website. website. Yeah, for everyone um, to see. Look, my my entrepreneurial nature came out when I was about twelve or thirteen. My father, look, my mother's uh, Scottish. My father's an Aussie. I've got uh, a brother and a sister. My brother's an architect. My sister's uh, in hospitality. 
Um, I was the sort of black sheep of the family, I guess, for want of a better term. Uh, grew up in the south of Sydney, in the Shire, which I managed to escape from as soon as I left school and uh, moved to the Big Smoke, which was always high on my agenda. Um, I, I come from a music background, as you know, which I'll get to in my story, but um, my f I guess I've always liked the entrepreneurial side of the world. Um, and I remember, I was only thinking about this on the way today, my first foray into business was when I was about 12 or 13. My father was an entertainer, so we were doing uh, the cruise ships. You know this story, don't you? I do. I do. Have I told you? But yeah, you know, I don't think you've done your your dad enough justice. I mean, he was he was more than an entertainer. He was more than a, my dad was Ronald McDonald, the first Ronald McDonald, <laughs> Ronald, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and I and, can tell you, I, 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 oh God, okay. I see the, the, this podcast isn't about my story. So, um, but anyway. Uh, he, we used to do the cruise ships because Dad had entertained on the cruise ships and it was a cheap holiday for us, right? We'd uh, go on the cruise ships and I was into golf. I wanted to be a professional golfer and right. my every waking moment was either about music or golf. And uh, we are on this particular cruise and I'd bought a Polaroid camera and back in the 70s, the Polaroid camera was high-tech gadgetry. That was, it was, that was real smoke and mirrors. That was antsy-pantsy stuff. <laughs> man, oh, man. You could make a photo appear in 60 seconds. Wow. White man's magic. <laughs> it was. It was. <clears throat> so I – and because I loved golf so much, I, my parents said, you know, if you want a new set of golf clubs, you're going to have to earn the money yourself which was a very valuable lesson for me, which I'm hopefully passing on to my kids. And uh, I thought, how the hell am I going to raise, back in those days, three or four hundred bucks to buy a set of golf clubs duty-free well, on that, this cruise? That was a lot of money. Certainly was, and I wanted a particular type of golf club, which was, they'd just been launched, was um, Cobra. Anyway, that's a buy and buy. <clears throat> I, I came up with this idea... There's a blue flashing light in the yeah, studio. I hope that doesn't mean the studio's about to self-destruct. No, are the um, are the coppers in the house? Yeah, I don't know. It's a blue light disco. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> well, let's anyway, just so I, I I had to come up with an idea how to raise some money. So I noticed that there was always these cruise photographers that would run around the ships and take photos, and then like at the end of the cruise, they'd post the photos on a board and you could buy the photos as a momentum of you, you know, da-da-da. So I got I this idea where this is going. that if I stood at the lift door where the lift opens into the dining hall and took a photo of families as they came out of the lift, I could charge them a buck or a couple of bucks or whatever it was back in those days for the photo. And that was really my first, because I'm, I raised the money, I bought the set of golf clubs. What? On one cruise. On one cruise, within a, within a, a few days, in fact, it was. You're it was, kidding! It was a lucrative little. You must have burned through a few Polaroids. I certainly did. I, I th in fact, I think the gift shop ran out of Polaroid film because I'd bought because more, of you. Yeah. So so it was great. So, long story short, I bought the set of golf clubs, and that was really the first exciting moment for me. That's a fantastic story. 
Yeah, I've got a lot of them. Some of them aren't so fantastic. Well, it just goes to prove I always thought of you as a car boot salesman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, can, so what? Smoke and mirrors. Sell snow to the Eskimos, you could. <laughs> so anyway, um, <clears throat> move forward a little bit from there and uh, I left school, went, moved to the city. Uh, I ended up... Um, uh, by one way or another, I ended up uh, playing in a, getting, joining a band. I used to drink uh, beers down at a pub called the Sussex Hotel in the centre of Sydney, right um, off Sussex Street, yep. which was an old workman's pub. I remember and that one. Around 1979-80, there was a movement called the Mod Movement that reappeared, which was a very English movement, um, and a movie called Quadrophenia came out and. Um, there was a whole bunch of young guys that used to go to the Sussex Hotel that were mods, mods and skinheads and rude boys as they were known. Mm. And um, because I was pretty handy with music, we managed to get into this band um, of a bunch of no-talented bums like us <laughs> and, and uh, formed the band and started playing and the band took off and it became my whole world, my life from 19... 19- I think 1980 to pr- pretty well till current day. We still, funnily enough, are about to do a bit of a tour next year. We've um, and we had some hits back in the 80s. Shall we mention the band? The band we? was called the All Nighters. So a lot of you won't know the name, but you'll know songs like Montego Bay. Yep. Um, and I sort of always thought that my life was map- mapped out for me. I was going to be a rock and roll star for the rest of my life. And of course, as everybody would know, with most bands, you have uh, infighting, backbiting, loss of money, too many drugs, da 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 da. And our band was a ten-piece band, so that was even more more likely. So the band, in about 1984, split up. Um, we did reform after that and went on to kept on playing till about 1988. I think maybe even a bit of, and and we ref, we've reformed since then on and off on and off on and off but essentially that was the end of it for me and I had to find a new career so I went back to um college and I learned natural therapies because I was learning tai chi at the time it's a natural progression after the rock and roll um industry. yeah well, I was I was pretty burnt out and um you know too much fun um, got the better of me. <laughs> too many addictions. Is there such a thing as too much fun? <laughs> the sort of fun I was getting up to, yes, there is such, right, such a right. thing as okay, too much well, fun. Well, we won't go there. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, a lot of my friends fell, you know, fell foul to that and right. uh, aren't here today. Right. So, so I I was pretty unwell and I'd, I'd been on tour and I'd seen some people do Tai Chi and I thought it was a such an amazing thing. I'd been up all night and I was stumbling back to the hotel and um, I came up over through this park and there was all these people doing what I now know as Tai Chi and I sat there and watched them and I thought, it's so peaceful, it's just amazing. So <clears throat> I came back after that tour and went and joined a Tai Chi school and, and went on to, as with my nature, um, I went on to become um, the president of the... Tai Chi Association for a while and I put out a book on Tai Chi um, and once again as with my nature I got sick and tired of it after a while and ditched it but by then I'd been going to college 
just around the corner from this studio at a place called Nature Care, which I ended up teaching at for a while, and then I had a pretty successful practice in natural therapies, opening a clinic and blah, blah, blah. Um, But I didn't really... I had a good bedside manner, but I didn't have the patience for patients, really, so I decided (laughs) that I needed... Didn't have the patience for for patients. patients. So I I decided I needed to, to do something else, and... By accident, um, I met a patient that um, told me that uh, we should that we sh- I should make bath salts because I was doing shiatsu therapies at that time, and that involved giving patients bath salts for um, bathing and releasing right. toxins and stuff like that. Um, all that hippie witchcraft. God damn it! Oh, just uh, just a question: Did they actually work? I still say that having a bath, a good bath with bath salts is an amazing thing. Really? It's, yeah, I think it's... Mm. It helps to have a bath Well, salt. you know what it's like. George and I swim in the ocean a lot. It, have has there ever been a time where you haven't come out of the, the ocean and not felt better? No. So bath salts are pretty well sea salt and Epsom salt and it, it emulates in some ways the feeling that you get when you've been in the ocean. You know, it's that, it's that peaceful, you know, I had a, dare I say it, I had a hangover this morning because I'd had a few German beers last <laughs> night and I went down and went for a swim and I, I feel great, you know, so, you know, what can I say? Anyway, so this woman said, oh, you should make those bath salts and sell them and I, I said, that's just ridiculous. That's that'll never work. But she convinced me that it, she was Classic. a good sales. She was a good salesperson, so she convinced me, and uh, we formed a brand uh, that eventually um, I bought her out, and I sold to a big acquisitions company, which listed on the ASX. And um, I thought, well, I could probably well semi-retire now, but um, the GFC hit, and me being stupid made some dumb investments in the stock market and <laughs> I thought, uh-oh, got to go back to work. Uh, somehow I don't think you were the only one. Yeah, so, but also I'm not the sort of person that is satisfied with doing nothing. Uh, essentially I like, I've got ideas coming out of my ears every day, um, like with you, George. Um, so I went on to doing a whole lot of consulting, um, branding. Really my specialty, I guess, is branding and to some degree, marketing, but I think that that all ties in with sales as well. Mm. Um, and I've helped many brands over the years. Some have gone on to success, others have gone on to failure. Yes, but as we know, that's uh, it's usually because uh, of the unpredictability of um, the the people that you advised. Um, yeah, well, there's there's a few factors in there which are, which are good learning. Um, key learnings is I, fi- I have found over the years that some people are willing to listen and some people are will- not willing to listen because their project is their everything. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't blame them at all. Um, I understand that when you create something, it's very close to your heart. It's like writing songs, you know. It's very hard to remain subjective in that position. So I understand when I'm telling somebody your branding's crap your brand's not going to work, that they're not likely to take me to in, dinner. In a they're not going to take you out to dinner, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so I've had, you know, I've had uh, my fair share of uh, brands that have done well and some that haven't. And um, But I like 
I really like the idea of working in a community. I really like working in a group or a team. I'm doing some work for with George at the moment, which we always have fun. And and he pays me shit money, but oh. Oh, hold on, I just put that money in the ding. <laughs> it's gonna go that was money. last week's wage. The, <laughs> the swear jar. In fact, you could take the swear jar. Yeah, we're we're supporting charities. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you at the end of every podcast. So um, so so. Yeah, so and here I am now. I've got a new, a couple of new projects on the on the boil. Um, I'm helping some brands. Um, I'm even helping a, uh, some overseas investors at the moment with some acquisitions. And so I'm a bit of a jack of all trade, master of none. And and I don't hide the fact that I'm. I think I'm a talentless bum, but I've got lots of good spirit and fun in my nature, and that pushes me through. But you're. A more talented, talentless bum um, yeah. than most people, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's you know that's uh, all part of you know a, a business really. It so is and, here, and here I am, here I am now. I try to, I I sort of know what I I think I know what floats my boat, and that is helping people like you you said earlier. And so I agree with everything that you've said there. And I also want to be able to be there for my family, as mm. you do. Mm. Um, the one thing I know about small business is most people end up working long, hard days and their family life suffers. And I think that if we can in any small way help that process so that they have a little bit more time with their families and that that time is good quality time and happy times, then we've done a good job. Here, here. So, so I mean, we could talk about other, you know, other brands I've done. Same as you, we've got. There's a lot of stuff, but and we've already been going on for forty-five or fifty minutes. Have so. we really? Well, time flies on your first podcast. It does. So, wow. so I, I guess we should try and wrap it up. I think so. Um, so. And, and and say to everybody out there that hopefully we can continue this for a very long time and hopefully we can provide to people out there some good quality learnings some fun some music some uh, bs some a lot of bs <laughs> <laughs> oh and uh, we might even throw in a sponsor like mungle joe's you know the production guy stevie mack who's helping us with this who's an amazing guy he said george and brett when you laugh Pull back from the microphone because you'll clip the mics. Now, oh, I just forgot to do that, didn't I? And all through the last 45 minutes, there's these sections that all look really good as far as the sound level goes, except right. for when you and I laugh. Right, okay. And, and then we've clipped the mic quite well, a few Well, I'll have times. to pull, pull away from the microphone. We'll get used can to you it. Can you hear me now? Can you oh, yeah, me I can now? hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, and okay. the level's looking, looking very fancy good. on the to, screen. I have so. to practice my booming voice. Uh, yes, <laughs> Projection, George. Projection. Yeah. Um, so, what else, George? What What can we add to that to finish off? I mean, we can give the links to the website. Well, certainly, we'll 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 have our website up and running very shortly. We'll have links to the website. We'll uh, we'll populate it with um, some photos of you and I and yeah. our guests, yeah. and uh, definitely um, have uh, have uh, descriptions of every podcast that people can download. Yep. And along the way, we might acquire some sponsors yeah. and some advertisers. Don't don't 
don't get put off by that. We yeah. won't. We'll limit the amount of time that they um, they impact on the on our podcast because the main game is to, uh, as I said, share stories, uh, share other people's stories, and um, it'll be fun. And mm. and well, I guess we need to segue with a bit of music now. Is that right? Well, maybe we should we should run out uh, from the episode with a with a tune, mm-hmm. um, something that we both like, something that, that might make you all happy. And what will that be, Brett? I actually don't know because we haven't thought about that. <laughs> we'll that wasn't that. in the script. <laughs> right, okay. okay. <laughs> in fact, I threw that one for, out there. For everybody out there, we have, as you can probably tell, there's been no script at all. We've done no formatting. We walked into the studio today without a clue of what we were, how we were going to format the podcast, only that we really wanted to get in here and give it a, a bloody shot. Basically, uh, another dollar in the jar, yeah, please. Ting. <laughs> I think we're up, we're up to about five bucks. That'll be enough for a for a cup of your expensive coffee on the way out. <laughs> uh, we might think of beers. Uh, we're we're, uh, we're shy of shy of twelve o'clock. So once once the big hand ticks over to twelve o one, yeah, we're in. We're on Friday afternoon. We're and in we're, beer territory. I, I, think. I also thought that it'd be good to throw in a quote of the day. For each podcast. Well, you're so brilliant at quotes. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> I forgot to think of one. Although, how about this one, George? Okay. As the great, great John Lennon said, what did he say? He said, um, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. I thought that's just, I think, one of the classics. Well, Brett, on that note... I'd like to thank everyone who's listening to yeah. uh, uh, for, for bearing with us yeah. and putting up with uh, with our, 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 our indulgences. Well, indulgence, but a couple of newbies, yeah. and uh, and and hopefully, um, hopefully, you'll come back for the next one. Same time, same so, bat channel. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much for that one listener out there. <laughs> and hopefully, by the time we get to our hundredth episode, this, you'll go back to this first episode and you'll think. My God, how did they actually get to 100 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because God knows we've wondered that about a few other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.